Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast and Repeat. I am Dave Taylor. Sean Hood, under the weather, or maybe he's over the weather because uh, we live in Virginia and we have a lot of rain today. So maybe he's over it. But anyways, a, a short episode this week of Eat Sleep Podcast and Repeat. Thanks for finding us, by the way, which you could, uh, you know, if you want to interact with us, you can do it many ways. We have the uh, Facebook page, which uh, if you go there, you can uh, find us at uh, ESPR99. Same thing with uh, Twitter as well. And if you want to email us, you can do so, ESPR at FM99.com. You can find us at FM99.com at 106.9 The Fox. His website, which is 1069thefox.com. And uh, the only wrestling podcast from those two radio stations. Thanks for joining us. Another episode. And, uh, again, a short one, but one that, uh, man, we just got a lot of head scratching going on this week because, yeah, the uh, the draft is done in the WWE, and uh, it was a little bit lackluster. So this week, we're going to talk about a couple of things, but we're going to focus on your comments, your emails, which help make this show, by the way. So the uh, the draft happened a little over a week ago on Friday, rolled into Monday on SmackDown, and I, I got to admit, it was a dud. By the way, you know the, the biggest star is, is Becky Lynch, number one overall pick, and uh, could really help the Raw brand out there. And uh, Seth Rollins still on that show. Of course, you got Brock on SmackDown. No surprise there. Uh, Braun Strowman over there as well. Uh, not going to go through the whole list, but the one thing I will mention that wasn't part of the draft was the free agents because uh, they, they have this uh, WWE has this show called The Bump, which is like a web-only morning show because they just don't have enough content right now. And uh, so they announced free agents, which uh, you may or may not have noticed. Uh, so here, here's who's going to Raw. And uh, maybe they're free agents because they don't have anything for them, I'm, gu- I'm guessing. So Sarah Logan, who we haven't seen in forever, she is going to Raw, uh, which, by the way, could be a good sign because um, her former uh, partner is also on Raw as well. Uh, the Iconics on Raw now, Mojo Raleigh. No way, Jose. I always forget about that guy. And uh, Zach Rollins and Kurt Hawkins. They're also on Raw. So you'll see him every two months or so. On SmackDown, uh, you got Luke Harper signed as a free agent, which means pretty much his team with um, Eric Rowan. Yeah, so I guess that's done. Uh, Cesaro, who deserves better, uh, but I know he's got a lot of things going on, maybe or maybe because there's a Sheamus around. Uh, he's a free agent on SmackDown. Drake Maverick there for the comedy fodder. And in the uh, three ladies, uh, Dana Brooke, who I thought had a good showing at SmackDown on Friday, signing to Ville, and Mandy Rose. That was surprising that uh, they were uh, free agents. So uh, that's just uh, some shocks there. Of course, uh, you got R-Truth and being on the Raw brand, which is separate from Carmella and Drake Maverick. So we'll, uh, we'll see how they uh, interact with that, by the way. Oh, uh, by the way. In case you're uh, wondering, there's been uh, some uh, superstars who are not part of the draft, uh, probably due to the injuries in one way or another because we haven't seen them on TV for a while. Uh, it's uh, Naomi, the Usos, Nia Jack, Ember Moon, who, by the way, is going to be out for a very long time with uh, with a recent injury. Sheamus, the Hardy Brothers, because they got some things going on. The Colognes, remember them? They're still part of the WWE. And also, uh, remember the Ascension? Yeah. They, they were drafted as well. And uh, Ruby Ride, who's uh, been uh, dealing with injury as well, maybe she'll end up on Raw where she can join the rest of the uh, Riot squad there, which would be kind of cool if she can uh, get back together with uh, Liv Morgan and now uh, 
Sarah Logan is there as well. So there you go. Um, the shows this week. Uh, man, well, I don't even know what happened in Raw and SmackDown. Well, well, they had. Well, okay. Here's one thing about the draft. It was kind of like a letdown because you you have like an authority figure who like you know some people have been feuding with come out and just talk. You know, all right, Raw selected this first, and you know you had matches that like okay, this determines the first pick of the night, and um, and the matches weren't bad. Uh, Becky and Charlotte always good stuff, and you know the weekend before with uh, Seth and Roman. But uh, it it just felt lackluster. And here's some of your thoughts about the draft, by the way, which uh, appreciate that. Uh, Aaron uh, chimed in with a couple of comments. She says, and uh, I thought it was hilarious that the Fox football robot was there with the Fox execs. Yes, that was a great touch. Absolutely. And she said, just because I'm a nerd for consistency in building of a gimmick, I wish the graphic guys had thought about Bray Wyatt's picture. If they had his picture flicker, then show the fiend, and then flicker and go back to normal. That would have been cool. And I, and I don't understand because Brock – or not Brock, Bray. Bray's fighting Seth Rollins at that uh, big uh, Saudi Arabia event, Crown Jewel, in, uh, in a couple – in about 10 days from now from this uh, recording. And it's just, it's puzzling because he's on SmackDown. So that means if he wins the title, is he going to go to Raw? Is that, is that going to fix the problem? Because they, they, I think they don't know what to do with this guy. But, you know – what I would love to see is him win the title and to fight Brock at uh, Survivor Series. That would just be a bizarre match. Uh, Corey chimed in on the draft. I mean, it was different that the executives were the ones involved, whether or not that's actually what happened, but uh, different that they made it instead of the way WWE management making the picks. Yeah, because you don't have a uh, – that's a good point, Corey. You don't have, like we've had in the past, like somebody running Raw and somebody running SmackDown. Oh, by the way, speaking of uh, running SmackDown at some things, oh – Eric Bischoff is out as executive director of SmackDown. This apparently was a decision that uh, Vince McMahon made after Raw last week. And now Bruce Pritchard is going to be handling that. So Bruce Pritchard in, Eric Bischoff out. Does that mean he's going to show up in uh, AEW sometime soon? We didn't see him on camera. So I would assume he doesn't have any, uh, a, a no-compete clause in that regard. But, uh, yeah, Eric Bischoff out. And uh, he was kind of there for a while, but uh, you know, not not uh, not too long. So it did seem like he was there, you know. And he didn't get to work. You know, I wonder. And I'm just going to throw this out there because um, if you remember a couple of months ago uh, when Shane McMahon was doing his thing, that the story going around was that he was going to be Kofi Kingston for the WWE title at SummerSlam. And then Eric Bischoff, you know, got the job and said, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. If, if this is the case, I'm just speculating that uh, he, you know, changed gears with that and put Shane in that weird feud with Kevin Owens, which was good but could have been done differently. And then the complete makes no sense now because he put Kevin Owens on Raw. But there was that going on. So I don't know. That's payback saying, well, you know, we did this for Shane. We could have gotten a world title. He's never going to get it now. Uh, who knows other things going on as well. Uh, maybe they're just trying to shake it up a little bit, but I thought that's what they did a couple of months ago. So didn't uh, didn't go so great. So uh, looking at the uh, Crown Jewel event, by the way, which is coming up on uh, Halloween, which actually would be 11 days away. I think earlier I said, uh, I said uh, 10 days away. So here, here's what we got for a card, which, by the way, some big changes to it. Seth Rollins is now fighting The Fiend. He was going to be part of uh, Team Hogan. 
but that has changed. So now that's what's uh, going on there. So the uh, matches that we have for the Crown Jewel event feature a completely different Team Hogan match. Uh, right now you got uh, Braun Strowman, by the way, fighting uh, Tyson Fury because that's what everybody wants to see. Uh, you have uh, Seth Rollins again fighting the Affine. It's a fall stop anywhere match that can't be stopped for any reason. So this is going to be just one of those things that uh, just going to probably get out of hand. I don't know. They're going to probably like tape some sort of wonky finish, and then um, that's what's going to be. So the uh, Team Hogan versus uh, Team Flair match. So some big changes to the uh, Team Hogan match. So you got uh, Roman Reigns now leading the team. Uh, big shock with uh, Rusev, Ricochet. Uh, I really don't want to call him Shorty G. Uh, Chad Gable and Ali on that team. And then you have uh, Flair's team of uh, Randy Orton, uh, Born Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Shinsuke Nakamura, and one other team on there, which is really weird because, like, Flair's, like, not a heel, but I guess he's a heel in this case, and he has heels on this team. So it's just not like it's, you know, a mixture of uh, faces and heels on one team. And uh, that's that's what they got. See, this almost would have made sense for, like, Survivor Series because then they could have uh, done that way. By the way, also on the card is, uh, if you remember the guy who won the uh, Battle Royal at the last event, uh, Mansoor, he's, uh, he's going to be uh, battling Cesaro. In that match. And then they have the largest tag team turmoil match in history to determine the World Cup winner. So that's where it's at now. So uh, by judging from the math, you have one, two, three, four, five. Okay, now i got to count again. I completely messed up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams in this match. The largest tag team turmoil match in history. So basically, if you're like one of the first five or six teams, you have no chance. Which probably means... Uh, you'll see the B team out first, Hawkinson, Ryder, Lucha House Party, and uh, probably, um, yeah, we'll see, you know, maybe the New Day or something, and then uh, somebody will win it at the end. Or maybe the New Day win it at the end. Although the guys who should win it should be uh, the Viking Raiders and to see them fight like heavy machinery it would be kind of cool. Of course, you got uh, Brock. Uh, he's uh, going to be fighting at Cain Velasquez in that match as well. So, yeah. And, again, it's a uh, Halloween I think it's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on tape delay. So that's uh, what you got to look forward to on that. So uh, no Undertaker on the card, which could be however you look at it. I mean, 1 o'clock Eastern time is uh, what they're calling it here for Crown Jewel. So there you go. That is what's going on. We'll have a uh, preview of that coming up in a future episode of Crown Jewel. And I'm sure they'll announce more matches. But I'm sure that uh, five-on-five match and that uh, falls uh, count anywhere match in the Tag team turmoil match. This is going to last a long time. The Kane match I, I with uh, Brock Lesnar. Can't imagine that. Uh, the intros will probably be longer than the match itself. We shall see. No women matches, of course, on that card. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, women matches, haven't heard anything about an Evolution pay-per-view for this year. This week marks the, uh, the one-year anniversary of that pay-per-view and also when Becky Lynch became the man. A lot has happened. In one year. All right, that is it. Episode 120 of Eat Sleep Podcast and repeat again. You can follow us at FM99.com, 1069thefox.com. You can email us, ESPR at FM99.com. Let us know what you think about the draft, the free agents. Are you looking for the crown jewel? We really want to know. By the way, uh, some more uh, thoughts on the uh, Hell in the Cell event because we just couldn't figure out what the heck was going on there. Um, (laughs) 
Uh, Jeffrey writes in, always great to hear from you, Jeffrey. You know, I thought that you told a proper story of uh, Seth trying to do everything as Arsenal to keep the Fiend down, have nothing work. The Fiend then gets uh, his uh, rise from the dead moment and kills Seth. That's what I wanted. We kind of got that, but then we just got shenanigans in it. And then somehow, you know, the uh, the non-finish, if you will. Yeah. Well, they're paying for it now. Now they got this, uh, this gimmick for Crown Jewels. We shall see. So uh, that's episode 120. And uh, again, thanks for joining us for Eat Sleep Podcast. And... Repeat.